Welcome to today's episode where I'm reading Neville Goddard's lecture from 1965 titled Believe in Him. Neville tells his audience tonight's subject I would title really Believe in Him. And so who is this one that I must believe in? We're told in scripture everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Luke 24:44. But everything. Well, what first did Moses write about me? For I'm here tonight, I'm talking to you, and the Bible is very personal. It's all about the individual. So here I stand before you. He wrote about me. What did he say about me when I, count, uh, when I come here on the platform to talk to you? He said, Tell them I am has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And thus I am to be known throughout all the generations, Exodus 3.14. That's all that you tell them. I am has sent me to you. Then what did the prophet say? The prophet said, Before me no God was formed. I know not any. I am the Lord your God, and besides me there is no Savior, Isaiah 43.3 and 11. That's what the prophet said? Yes, that's what Isaiah the prophet said to tell me to tell you. Then what did the psalmist say? The psalmist told me to say, Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46.10 So everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the psalms must be fulfilled. Here he demands a primary interest. You can't turn to any idol, no wizard, no medium, nothing in this world. He will not stand for it. Turn only to him, for there is no other God. And who is he? I am. There is no other God. Well, how can I prove him now? These are but words. How can I actually prove him? Well, you can prove him in a very simple, simple way. First of all, let us turn. Our friend of mine came last Wednesday, that is, two of my friends, I should say, husband and wife, and he told me, that he'd uh, he'd sent my book feeling as a secret to his brother in Oklahoma and uh, the brothers wrote that he got so much from it he applied it and it worked he assumed that he was what he wanted to be in business and everything moved beautifully but I cannot go along with Neville when it comes to the end of the book said he for at the end of the book it seems blasphemous for at the end, he is suggesting to the reader that the reader should assume, I am Jesus. So he went to my library and took the book, feeling as a secret from it, from the library, and opened it up to the page before the end. And there it was, you should assume that I am Jesus, I am God. For if I and my Father are one, I could do the works of my Father only if I am one with my Father. So I must assume that I am Jesus. So he said to his brother, I can't do that, as that seems to me a blasphemous suggestion. But I have applied it wisely and successfully in business. Now a friend of mine, another chap now, and a very, very wealthy person, inherited wealth. Yes, he has earned and increased his wealth, but inherited wealth. He said to me, I have experienced every emotion in this world but one, and that one is poverty. I never knew what it was to be poor. And so I went off to Cambodia and became a monk and slept on a board, leaving my fabulous home behind me. 
I went off every day for two weeks with my little bowl to beg for rice. I went from house to house, and they filled the little bowl with rice. I did this to experience that emotion of poverty. And do you know that today, with all of his millions, he believes that he experienced it? Here is a multimillionaire dressed up in the rags of a beggar at a masquerade ball, knowing that the flunky is going to simply announce that Mr. Jones is here, and the car will come and take him home to his fabulous home. At the end of two weeks, he'll get on a plane, fly back to his fabulous home here in the hills of Hollywood, up in Mulholland. That's where he lives, a fabulous place, and so he really believes that he experienced poverty. May I tell you what we have not traversed emotionally we have not lived but i could tell him tonight how to do it if he really wants to now or to know how to really experience poverty it's so simple so very simple and i will tell you how to experience wealth and that's equally simple both are equal you can experience wealth just as just as easily as you can experience poverty for everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the psalmist or in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Now go and tell them exactly what I told you in the law of Moses, and through my servants the prophets, and through my servant the psalmist. He told me exactly that I am the Lord, and besides me there is no God, there is no Saviour. Now let me just use or now let me use just a little imagery. I wouldn't ask you to take it literally, but I related it to my world. I think everyone in our world, this fabulous land of America, or say the Western world, at some time owned a little camera. I know I did, a little brownie. Everyone at some time either owned one or experienced the experience of having a photograph taken. And so here we have this silly little thing. Well, many years ago it struck me forcibly that I would relate my mind to a sensitized film that I would set up in a time exposure before an imaginal event. But you don't need much time. You simply focus what you want to take and you set it up in a time exposure. While a time exposure isn't going to take more than a second or two seconds at the most. But you set it up and then there's a way of taking it. Then you take it. Strangely enough, this kind of camera is always loaded. You don't buy the film. You don't send it off to be developed, it costs you nothing. It simply produces results. It simply develops all that you take and projects it on the screen of space. And there you have a three-dramatic picture in moving, moving dramas in your world, just based upon what you're taking. So I liken my mind to a sensitized film, which I would set up in a time exposure before an imaginal event. I could tell you what I'm going to focus. And what I would take, then I discovered how it would do it. I found a great secret concerning feeling. I tried all kinds of things and found that this peculiar thing worked. I would simply get myself as I looked at my picture that I wanted to take and I would breathe and breathe and breathe in and out. And finally I got more and more excited as though the thing was becoming more sensitized. Then I found that as I looked at it and made one deep inhalation, I exploded. The only word I can find to describe the sensation that every little atom of my being exploded, from my head to my toes, my fingers, everything, then I had no desire to repeat that performance. 
it seemed to relieve me a sense of release possessed me so that i used last tuesday night an expression of all the pleasures of the world relief is the most keenly felt i discovered that you feel it and you have no desire to repeat it and then time develops it and projects it and it comes to pass so i discovered that all that was written about me is true there is no other savior you can bring yourself out of poverty into whatever you consider to be wealth and that's a relative term you may not desire a million dollars you may desire say a hundred thousand dollars that may seem to you enormous security all right if it does that's it if ten thousand would make it that's it i don't care what it is you take the picture leave it alone and then the whole vast world convulses and moves towards bringing to birth this picture you may not like many things that are going to happen between taking the picture and the birth or the projection of that picture in three dimensions but you took it good bad or indifferent now i have permission to share with you this night a story a friend of mine wrote me and he asked me not to mention the names uh, that's all but i'm perfectly free to mention anything but the name of this individual series well for four odd years he has been a writer on a very popular series on tv in prime time he got tired after four years of the same format just didn't care for the same format no creative artist wants the same thing over and over and so he knows tonight that his attitude towards it was the cause of the network that carried it for four years did not renew the contract and so it was dropped but because he is a good writer there was no difficulty in finding other things and another series just as big by the nielsen ratings picked him up to write for it and then another one for the future but he's very sensitive and having had four years with a certain producer and liking this man and the man liking him by comparison he didn't like these two new uh, producers not if he compared them to the one that he had four years with this very popular series and that producer of the first four uh, years had all the money that it took to retire gracefully i mean comfortably because he didn't draw all of his money it would have been paid uh, out in taxes so he only drew a half of it over a period of years with a proviso that when i leave the studio what i have not drawn will be paid to me so he could live for years to come as he lived in previous years because it's all there waiting and accumulating for him so he took off for the islands while he then began to write another very very successful script it's really the top of the rating today but as i said he didn't like the producer liked him but i mean not to the extent that he felt close to him having heard something similar to what you're hearing now he thought he would try this technique of breathing so he simply relaxed in his room upstairs and brought before his mind's eye not that producer of the past but a nice relationship and felt the relief that would come if he had a lovely relationship with the producer then he said i breathed and breathed and got the tingling sensation and finally i got the explosion the minute i got the explosion i knew it was done i got right up came downstairs and told my wife what i had done and reminded her to be careful of breathing when she goes into meditation i reminded her of this necessity of breathing properly to the point 
of inhalation and explosion. After I told her, I walked back upstairs. It will not take more than a minute, said he, from coming downstairs talking to her and returning upstairs. I no sooner got upstairs when the phone rang. It is my old producer of four years and the network that dropped it. Another network equally big, for there are three big networks. Another big network picked it up and asked him, the former producer, to really come back and produce. He in turn said he needed me, so he called me up and said, I need you. I told him my commitments I am writing now for this show, which is equally big. I am committed for another show in the fall, which I must write. And he said, well, leave it to me. He got in touch with the studio and got a release from that commitment so he could write with him. All in a matter of less than one minute, that picture developed. So I tell you everything written about me. Now you can repeat these words about yourself. Don't think it's written about a thing called Neville. It's not written about Neville. It's written about me. And everyone can say the same thing, me, that something is in oneself. There is that in man that something to which whatever happens he may turn. That something that whatever else fails remains firm, remains steadfast. That conscious citadel and that conscious citadel is I am. And I likened it to a sensitized plate that I, one with it, set up in a time exposure. As I set it up, going to take something, don't just want to take empty space, so I put before it that which implies the fulfillment of my dream. For the potency of this whole thing is its implication. Always set up something that implies something. Not just a picture without any meaning. It must have meaning. So he set up before his mind's eye that which had meaning. And just breathed and breathed. In and out. It's a peculiar. Try it. It gets a peculiar rhythm and then you bring it to a certain point of excitement. You begin to tingle and then one little explosion. Bang and everything explodes. Your whole body explodes, your hands begin to tingle all over, your head, your entire body, as though something goes out of it, and you read these words, who touched me, for I perceive virtue has gone out of me, Luke eight forty five and 46, something goes out, it's a creative act, in the beginning he took us and actually impregnated himself with that love that he held for us, we are the object of his love. In his case, called, called God by man, it takes longer to bring that image of himself to fruition, which is one within himself. But while we, the same being, keep low on this level, we can bring it as quickly as he brought it. In a minute. We all do it anyway. A man has done it unwittingly and brought poverty into his world, brought sickness into the world, brought everything that he doesn't want in this world. But man can, by the same technique, bring all the lovely things in this world into being. There's only one being, just I am. So the story is true. I have come, said he, only to bear witness to all that is written about me. And if you did not believe what Moses wrote, you will not believe me, he said. For all that he wrote, he wrote about me. And so, he who is not with me is against me. It's just as simple as that. If you're not with me, then you're against me. If you don't believe this, then you're against it. 
You might think that you believe in God. You might think that you believe in Jesus Christ. The chances are you do implicitly. But you don't know either God or Jesus if you don't know that Jesus Christ is your own wonderful human imagination. If you don't know that God's only name is I am and that you can't say I am and point anywhere, it's simply I am. That's my name forever. And by this I must be known throughout all generations. That's my name. Well, if you try it as he did and got such quick results, how could you turn to make an idol? We are warned. Do not turn to idols and do not make molten images of me. Do not turn to any medium or a wizard and become defiled by that turn towards the medium of the wizard. For I am the Lord your God. That's told us in the 19th chapter of the book of Leviticus, verses 4 uh, 31. Do not turn to anything outside of your own being, which is I am. But man, conditioned as he is, he thinks that, well, maybe I know a wise person. He could help me or know some very wise medium, and they can look into the little glass and tell me what is in store for me. So we got to the tea, or we go to the teacup leaves, or all kinds of things outside of I am. And there is no power in this world but God, and God is I am. That's the only power in the world. Now if this night seated here, or when you go home, you can actually set up something you want to photograph, set it up in the mind's eye. You know it costs you nothing, and let me remind you the camera is loaded. You didn't buy the film, and that wonderful film is very sensitive, and all you have to practice is how to take the picture. If you spoil a thousand films, it makes no difference. It's always loaded. If you spoil unnumbered, if it doesn't make any difference, we are here to practice how to take these pictures, and so take them that they will develop and project themselves as three-dimensional ob three objects in our world. Now he went home and he took it. He said, I know that I was the cause of the network that carried the show for four years, not picking up the option, because I disliked the format after four years. Now the other network that has picked up that play has allowed the producer to change the format, so we're going into production with a changed format, which now fires the mind. I can't do the same thing over and over and over. So because I have a new format, I can really go to town, something entirely different. I use the same office, the same star, but she is such a great star, I don't have to confine her to one little tiny thing. She's already done so many lovely things in this world. I have seen her on Broadway. I've seen her on TV. I've seen her in many other ways, and I've seen her as such a tremendous artist. She can do any kind of thing. Why well, completely confine her to one simple little thing? Well, he got tired as an artist himself. And so he knows that he was the cause of the network not picking up that option. And the network equal in size picked it up and gave permission to change the format. Now he's all excited. Starts working on a new format with an artist that he loves and a producer that he loves. They have so much in common and yet he hasn't lost with the others. He could still do these if he has the time. It takes time naturally. At least he knows now, this night, by his letter which I received yesterday, what this really, really means.
Let us go back to the first part in the very beginning to Genesis. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters, verse 1 2. That word spirit is the same word as wind, as breath in Hebrew, same word. When we turn to the book of John, as a wind blows where it wills, and you hear the sound thereof, that word wind is also spirit in Greek. The same word for wind is the same word for spirit, both in Greek and in Hebrew. So here it's a breath. Put your head under the water and keep it there for a while until you can't get breath. Then there is no you. That which is the life of man departs. It's the breath. But I tell you from experience, it's not exhalation. It's inhalation. It's a self-impregnation. You don't breathe upon a thing. Breathe upon oneself. You take it in. You look upon it with your mind's eye and you take a deep inhalation and explode within yourself. You're so thrilled with what you see and you feel it. Your whole body feels it. Now tonight he sits here in a happy state of mind because he is with the man he likes to work with. What is better than just working in a friendly, harmonious way? If you made much more money, he makes enough. If you made much more money and it was under different circumstances, it wouldn't compensate. So tonight he knows and he's told his wife and what he's experienced and I'm trying to share with you. So if I use the imagery of a, sens a sensitized plate, I do it only because everyone here is familiar with the camera. We're familiar with taking pictures. But this is such a marvelous camera that you don't have at any moment in time to send it off for repairs. You don't have to buy film for it. You don't have to send that film off to be developed. Life itself develops it. So here, don't do what this friend of mine did. Try to acquire merit to get into heaven. Can't do it. That film is being developed by life itself. God took you and God's picture of you is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God's picture of man for Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. But it takes not overnight to develop that. It takes 6,000 years. So let no one tell you that you can acquire merit. And by acquiring merit, earn your way into the new age. That's coming regardless of what you do here. For in the depths of your soul, God took you. And you in his eyes, in his eye, are Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. And it takes the roughness and all these blows of life called in scripture the furnaces of affliction to produce that image of God. When it's produced, you come out as a reality that is God himself. But while we are waiting for it, we are invited to be imitators of God as dear children. Well, find out how he did it. What did he do? What did he do to impress himself that I am his image? Well, I found out how he did it. I have found out by testing it on this level. For the same creative power operates here in the identical manner. So he must have done it in the same way I did it to become what reason told me I couldn't. Reason told me you could never become what you become. You could never live the way you are living. Never. All right, I tried it. I became what I became, which seemed an impossible thing. I'm living as I'm living, which also seemed impossible from that level. And I remember what I did. That's exactly what God did. He held me in his mind's eye, that sensitized being that he is, and breathed me in. 
that's what he did. And I took that impression of God. And then life is developing it and brought it to a certain point. As I stand before you, he has already broken the shell and unveiled to his satisfaction. That's, ex that's exactly what he did. So when the time comes in the not distant future, this little thing is taken off. I am one with God. The same form, for in the same little garment here a new creature was formed, and out of the same face another spirit is looking. No one here with mortal eye can see the form of which I am fully aware when you look at this garment that you see here. But I am fully conscious of it, and I know what he did for me. He did for every being in this world. He self-impregnated that being. It's a self-impregnation. And the only thing he did was to see you as his image, and his image is Jesus Christ. Then, at that moment in time when it is ripe for the breaking, all right, he unveils it, still leaving you with the little gossamer to tell it to as many as will hear it. But then a little while he takes it off, takes it off for the last time, and then you are one with the, re with the resurrected, for that's his purpose. But he said, go and tell them who I am, for I became you. He didn't pretend that he became you. God didn't pretend that he became man. He became man. So when you say, I am, that's he. No pretense, that's God. And just as he did it in the grand manner, he does it in, his limited, in this limited way in the world of Caesar. And we move from poverty to wealth or from wealth to poverty. So don't do what my friend did. Leave your wealth behind and go off and spend two weeks um, on an island, I think, begging for rice. Uh, you will never in eternity earn the kingdom that way. You can't do it. What we have not actually traversed emotionally, we haven't lived. And so if I knew, I could do it. And so tonight I could tell him, you really want to know what it is to be poor? If he dared to answer me in the affirmative and would tell me yeah, I would like to experience poverty, it would only take him a split second to take the picture of poverty. And no power on earth could stop his estate from going into the gutter. No power on earth. He will go right down to the gutter and he will know what it is to be poor. Then he will have the emotion which he feels that he has lacked. He feels that he has experienced every emotion in the world. That's quite an extravagant claim, but that's what he told me. Every emotion in the world but one, and that one he didn't have the experience of poverty. So to have that, he leaves his millions behind, very well secured. He could always send a cable to his bankers to arrange a million if he wanted it in Cambodia. That's where he went, to Cambodia. I had the dubious pleasure of meeting the keeper of the king's conscience of Cambodia in the home of my friend, a holy man. So he came into the place and we all took off our shoes. All had to be in his presence without shoes. And of course, his friend of mine got down and prostrated him himself. My wife very was, wisely found the nearest chair to sit comfortably. She said, I'm not prostrating myself before anyone. So she got a nice big easy chair. There were only two chairs, and she took one, and of course I was in the presence of ladies, and I couldn't take the other. But I wouldn't prostrate myself. I stood in my bare feet in the presence of this thing. He was this holy man, and he had to get off at a certain time, 
had to go back to his place because he had to rise early for meditation. And he had all these talks the next day. The minute he went through that door, at nine o'clock I said to my wife, We've had enough stupidness for one day. Come on, let's go. Get our shoes and go. So I called the butler and said, Give me my shoes. So all of these piles of shoes, I found my big ones. Then I got into my shoes, and as fast as that car could go, before my host came back, because he was going to come back and tell us all about this holy man, a phony of phonies. But it goes on all over the world, all over the world, not only in that denomination, but in all denominations. That's not God. God is our own wonderful imagination. That's God. There's no other God. God became man that man may become God, and there's no other God. Now you can put it to the test, he said. Come test me, prove me, and see. Where did he say it? In the book of Malachi, the last of the Old Testament. Come prove me and see if I do not open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you. So great you haven't room on earth to receive it. Verse 310. Well, how would I prove it? Now we're told in the book of Corinthians, the last chapter of Second Corinthians, do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Testament C, verse 13, 5. You're called upon to test it. Well, if he's in me, and by him all things are made, and without him there's nothing made that is made, surely I can test him. Well, my friend tested it, as I'm asking everyone here to test him. All you're doing is simply making these creative acts. You are the creative power. You are Jesus Christ which is the creative power of God, and you simply bring it before your mind's eye, set it up in a time exposure, split second, that's all. You breathe it in and breathe it out. Breathe it in and breathe it out. And all of a sudden you get a peculiar lonely feel, or lovely feeling as an excitement. It's a creative feeling, and then one deep inhalation and every atom of your being explodes, and it's done. Now, you don't toy with it, just leave it. You may not even recognize your harvest when it comes. In this case, it came so quickly he couldn't recognize it, which is a lovely thing, for now he knows it more thoroughly than he knows anything else. But had the same thing come, say, a month later or six months later, in the interval so many things would have happened, he may not have related the outpicturing of this uh, impress that he made to the thing itself. He may even deny that he himself had planted it and denied his own harvest. However, I say that's a true story. I have his letter on me. Don't take it from me. I have it on me. Because it made such an impression on me last night. I was sitting with all of my, well, as I always do when I'm not expecting guests and not expecting anyone, sitting in my big leather chair reading the Bible and not a sock on my foot with my big feet sticking out this way. And so he came to the door, rang the bell, and my wife answered. He wouldn't come in. He was on his way to dinner. So he just simply stuck this letter in her hand. I'm quite sure he looked in as he went down. He would have seen these enormous 12-inch feet sticking out without shoes, but at least he left this most wonderful thing that I can share with you. So I'm asking you to share it with me, as he did that I can really excite people because the power that I feel I possess this way is really to move the imagination of others 
but I can move it better if you will share with me your stories. If I tell you the same story over and over, it gets just as tiring as he got tired of the same format. Now he's excited to get out and just do something entirely different with the same artist. Well, if you give me your stories and I could tell others and tell you the story and you become all the more excited. You go home determined to do something about it. So tonight when you go home, I know you'll try it. May I tell you it will not take you all told more than two minutes. You sit in a chair or get on a bed, construct the scene you're going to take, and then get excited because it's true, and then you will learn the art of breathing. I can't quite give it to you. <coughs> Excuse me, it's just something that comes to you. It's the inhalation, exhalation, inhalation, but you don't yet explode. In and out, in and out, and then you feel it coming. You can feel the thing coming upon you, and then all of a sudden, one deep inhalation and everything explodes within you. And like an actual physical creative act, you have no desire to repeat it. None whatsoever. It's just like that. The sensation and thrill is equally great to any physical creative act. Only it doesn't have the physical expression. Only a psychic expression because your whole body explodes. It doesn't express itself in a physical state, but in a psychic state spiritual state so i quoted this night if you want the scripture the third chapter of exodus the 19th of leviticus the 43rd chapter of isaiah the 46th psalm the 24th of luke and the 11th of luke and the others i have given you these are the foundation stones to build the thought i want to give you tonight everything written about me in the law of moses and the prophets and the psalms must be fulfilled and so that is a grand fulfillment when his image is unfolded within us, thus, that's the grand story. In the meanwhile, we duplicate his creative act in our wonderful world. But his real image is Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is in you. That's where he lives. That's when he entered you. So God became man that man may become God. Now let us go into the silence. Alright, so there we have Neville Goddard's lecture from 1965 titled Believe Him In. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time. Bye now.